up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm coming to you from sunny California with Gina, our producer. Hi, I'm not producing today. My producer hat is off since I'm <laughs> on this computer, but I'm so happy to be here to talk about one of my favorite shows. Yeah. this Spoiler alert, guys. Today's show is a really good series. So if, if you want to hear why it's a good series, now it's not all no terrific, but if you want to hear why it's a good series and which episodes you might be able to skip, stay tuned. Next, we have got Kate. Kate. Welcome in. Welcome, welcome. I am also not at home. I am coming to you from sort of sunny Missouri. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm very sunburnt. I can see it in my face, but yeah, so I am also not, and I will be joining you two knuckleheads in uh, in California tomorrow. In a week, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in a week. going to be good. Yeah. Next, from I'm guessing not sunny Buffalo. It was me. it was very sunny today. It's it got cloudy later in the day, but uh, okay. it was very sunny. Very very. We've had very nice le- weather. High seventies, low eighties, low humidity. Okay. Very nice. It's been very nice here. Buffalo's secret weapon is our summer. Uh, but uh, yes, I am the only <laughs> plus platooner that's actually in their house. And not only are you guys all having these fun trips. My wife is leaving for uh, Florida in two days to see my daughter at Disney World, and I am going to be home alone. So okay, <laughs> yeah, but you've, you've you've traveled quite a bit lately, so don't feel that bad for you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's no. You'll just miss you just miss your I'll, wife. And I'll have a little. Pit, I'll just have a little pity party by myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and from I'm guessing because it's always sunny in Hawaii, Steve. Hi, Jenners. Yes, in Waikiki currently, and in a few days moving over to Alani. Uh, so excited about that! What time is oh. it there, Steve? It is three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so we'll have right. a whole night ahead of him and, when we're done. And with we're this. coming from four different time zones too, right? <laughs> yes, we are. This is this is a truly <laughs> national wide. Nationwide, uh, nationwide podcast yeah we are completely That's spanning it. the time zones yeah the only one we don't have yes. representatives mountain. is mountain time yep. yeah. so awesome. guys if you've not already please like subscribe share that way you will never miss any of these episodes no matter where we may be broadcasting from <laughs> this week as i said with a little bit of spoiler at the beginning we watched the series imagineering story um covers the creation of all of the Disney parks all around the world. Um, and it starts with Disneyland and goes up through the most recent one of Shanghai Disneyland. So I'm going to start with, uh, I'll start with Pete on this one. Which episode was the best? Which episode did you find the most interesting? This is tough because each episode goes into a slightly different era of Disney and the parks and Imagineering and all of them are pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to, so, so I rewatched the first three episodes this week. I didn't get through all six, uh, but I had, have seen this show before and yeah, it's a great show. Um, I'm actually going to pick the first episode and I'm going to tell, and I'm going to tell you why it isn't that I learned the most in that episode that I did, though I did learn some new things. But watching it again, there's a lot of color footage in that episode. And there's you very rarely see color footage of the opening of the early yes. days of Disneyland. And most of this, well, quite a bit of it was in color. And I thought, you know, they actually, for this show, 
dug up new footage versus yes, the things that you know much. it wasn't it wasn't just you know Walt making his speech and the, the same old things that we see all the time. They actually like went into the archives and got some, as I said, color. I don't know if they went to, to people that were there and, you know, asked for footage or if they had archive footage or what. So I really liked on rewatch that episode the best. So that's, that's my pick. Um, each one again has its own interesting. And, and of course, you know, that's the, much of that episode is is stuff that if you're a Disney parks fan to the level that most of us are, you know, you kind of know the origins mm-hmm. and w- yeah. what made Walt decide to build it and everything, but it's, it, it doesn't get old. <laughs> no. What about you, Steve? Did you have a favorite episode? Um, up there for me is the first one episode also but i also liked episode five when they were talking about tokyo disneyland after the earthquake and how it had been closed down and then it reopening was sort of a statement to the nation and made me think entire thing with covid of disneyland shutting down was such a big thing because disneyland never shuts down and then when it finally was reopening of sort of we're making that progress so that one really hit home um there's lots of episodes I like. I mean, I could talk about later, like my least favorite. I would not say I had one that I did not like. Each part had ones I liked. But I'd say number one and then number five was my probably my top two. What about you, Derek and Gina? I'm going to say number three, because the Eisner years was my Disneyland. And when Eisner and Wells, it was Eisner and Wells, mind you, not the end of Eisner. It was the Eisner and Wells period. That's when I had my annual pass for $99 with parking included any day, no blackouts. And that's when I had, (laughs) and that's when we had the time of the story. And he made sure everything had a story. Splash Mountain was going to open at Disneyland and the I was there for opening day. Indiana Jones opens. I was there for opening day and waited for eight hours to go on a ride. But that is my favorite because it's nostalgic from my generation, my Disneyland. And it had to be both of them, not just Eisner. What about you, Derek? Um, I'm going to go with episode two just because that's the one that really centers around Florida a lot. Um, Episode two starts, Walt has just died. So we're 1966, and all of a sudden, Disney's got to figure out what they're going to do. 66, 67. 66, he died. It was 66. Okay, I got that late, one right. Late, then. late okay. December 66. December 66, yeah. yeah. So they had to figure out what they were going to do um, with Roy coming in and taking over because he was on his way to retirement. And he stuck it out because you got to remember he was 10, at least 10 years older than Walt. Yeah. And he stuck it out. They opened in October. He then dies then in December. So it's, he did it for his brother, which was so moving. Um, Pete, I'm like you, not a lot of new information, not a lot of new, because we are such big Disney history buffs, but if you are a Florida fan and want to know a lot about how that park really got going, episode two is the episode for you. Kate, how about you? Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder, Derek. Um, That's what I do. I have seen this documentary through at least twice, um, and it's no secret that I am a huge documentary fan. So um, episode two was also my favorite, but it was for a little bit of a different reason. Yes, I am a world kid. We know this. Um, And so, so, but what I liked about this is that they didn't shy away from the fact that after Walt died, everything, not, I don't want to say everything stopped, but like everybody kind of went, what do we do? What do we do? Like, but we don't have a leader anymore. And it, they, I, this was has always been one of my favorite things about this documentary was just that they didn't shy away from that. They didn't try to glor- glorify it. They weren't like, and Walt's spirit echoed through the halls telling us, no, they literally were like, everything just kind of stopped. And everybody, like, we lost our steam. We lost our dad. Like, we lost the creative flow 
And we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to keep going. And we did it, obviously. But um, that has every time I watch a documentary that has always stuck out to me is that they didn't shy away from that. So, yes, there are parts of me that love it because it talks about world and because it talks about um, the creation of the Magic Kingdom and all the stuff. And it gives away some of the secrets. But um, but that that is why that episode two has always stuck out to me as my favorite. Now, as we've said, not this entire series as a whole, all the episodes are worth watching. But Steve, which one didn't work quite as well as the others? Um, for me, it was episode six, one that mainly focused on Shanghai. Um, I did find it fascinating how they really try to listen to the Chinese culture and try to intertwine this. Two, I found that fascinating, but it was the least interesting episodes. Like Gina mentioned to me of like that episode three with Eisner was where big here at Disney. For, that's why I remember the most all the changes. I love the first one, the history, but the six, number six was just the one that least felt connected to. Okay. Yeah, I actually agree with Steve wholeheartedly on number six. Um, boring, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I agree each one you. had little bits and pieces that were boring. Yeah. So, yes, Gina and Derek, what do you think? Yeah. So, I agree with you. Number six was my least favorite also. Shanghai, I couldn't really get into it. My other problem was, was it episode four when Frank Wells died? I think it was just depressing. I think He died at the, the end of three. End of three. three. Yeah, end yeah. of three. So, I love three and hate three because that was the... High time and the low time. And I just read a book and it just tied in so well with this book I read about radio and how radio died after like their fifth year. Like it just radio is dead now. We don't have the same radio we used to have from the 90s. So that was like really poignant when the partner died and having it just be the end of an era. Really. And you could feel it when it became Disney store. I don't know if you remember that Disney store on every single ride you get out. It's a Disney store. So... So three I loved and hated and six for sure was not my favorite. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different direction. I, the one that frustrated me the most was three, mainly because I knew so many more details, especially of the Eisner meeting um, and of the, then in four the, of the creation of Animal Kingdom, that pitch meeting was legendary about how the executives were all not sure, you know, how animals aren't exciting. How can we be exciting about animals? And they brought in, it was either a tiger or a lion, lion, a lion, and it just walked around the room and then went and laid in the corner and they got up and said, okay. And then they made their pitch and they said, okay, now tell us animals aren't exciting. <laughs> So, but I mean, just some of the details that they could have gone into this and those stories that not everybody knows about basically how influential Brock was in that meeting. Um, and like why it's called Splash Mountain has nothing to do with water, has everything to do with a really mermaid. bad 1980s movie. <laughs> mermaid movie. <laughs> Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks in a mermaid movie. It wasn't that bad. Oh yeah, it was. Isn't yeah, that, it was. isn't I like isn't the fountain in? Isn't there a fountain in Hollywood Studios that's the fountain from Splash? Probably. I, I think there was. I don't know if it's still it there. Used to be. There. It, I yeah. know it used to be there. It may not yeah. still be there. I don't know if it's still there, there. but I, you're okay. right. Yes. Um. So that's the one that frustrated me the most. Um. Six wasn't that great, but the one that I had is one of those. Ooh, they could have done so much better on this one. Was three. Kate, which one didn't quite work? Hold it up for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, you all stole my answer. The sixth one. Um, I'll be honest. It was a little bit of a running joke when I was a cast member at Disney World that uh, when Shanghai opened, that was why all the budget cuts happened. And anything that happened, it was literally, thanks, Shanghai. Like, we got Shanghai or thanks, Shanghai. <laughs> and so I, I giggled a little bit anytime I watched this episode. Um, because it was like, I just found myself giving, keep going. That explains it. That explains why we had to cut this or cut that or blah, blah, blah. thanks Shanghai. Um, and I just, but I just found it to be the least um, entertaining of the episodes. I, I don't, I don't really have a good reason as to why, 
it's just the one that didn't hold my attention the most. So I've got an idea, but Pete, I, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm going to say six two. It's the most, it felt the most like an ad or an infomercial. Um, That's fair. I, I think rewatching the show, I think it's a little too, the show as a whole is a little too sunshine and flowers. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. they cover, yeah. uh, you know, they cover Imagineering going down during, um, uh, you know, during the post Walt and then also post Frank Wells. But there's not much, you know, it's like everybody gets along and everybody's happy. But then especially that last episode, it's all like, look how wonderful Shanghai is. Isn't this wonderful? You should come here to visit. And so, um, (laughs) yeah, but it, it, to me, it was most noticeable in that last episode, like rewatching it this time. I I still enjoyed it. I don't want to I don't want to put a negative spin on the show. I think it's I think if you're a fan of the Disney parks, it's well worth it's one of the better documentaries out there. Um, yes. You know, we also watched the behind the attraction, which is very much infomercial, even though there's some good stuff in there. It's 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 definitely super, super sunny. Everything is wonderful. Um but and I agree with Derek. I would have liked a little, little more in depth at times. But I would have liked to he, to have, have, like, tell us a little bit more about what didn't happen. You know, tell us a little more yeah. about what they what they planned and they couldn't do. You like what about? You know, here you hear the legend of like Night Kingdom, and which was in, at one point going to be a fifth park, right? And you hear the legend of the the mythic beast land. Yeah. yeah, beast. Eastland at, land in Animal Kingdom because on yeah. the Animal Kingdom marquee, there's a dragon and a yeah, it's and it's so, and it's and unicorn. It, yeah, so uh, I would have liked to have seen a little more about if you that. like the series, the book, because I'm currently reading the book. The book goes into a little bit more detail for some things, okay. not everything, but like not very much. Saying, I feel like some things they they go over really quickly. Yeah. Okay. So, but. Yeah. Now, my thought is, is six the one? Yes, six talked about Star Wars land, but that's the only thing in any park that any of us have made any have ever been to or seen. Because, well, because everything else was Shanghai or almost everything else was Shanghai. Is that the reason it didn't connect? I wonder is because we got we've got Every other episode, yes, it talked about Disneyland Paris, and yes, it talked about Hong Kong Disneyland. Yes, it talked about Tokyo Disneyland, but at least half the episode was U.S. centric. So I, yeah. I, just, I just wonder if that's part of it. Maybe, but the same thing. I think the Star Wars part of it really felt like an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, look how awesome Star Wars Land is. Come and see Star yeah. Wars Land because it's yeah. awesome. And and they didn't get as in depth on the rides themselves or the right, you know, the, story, the technology or, or the store or the story, right? Or the story supposed to be an imaginary story because the story's <laughs> terrible. But <laughs> there is no story. There is no story. So yeah. it's almost like we couldn't get the rights to Tatooine, so we had to make up this other planet. So, <laughs> so okay. So we've all agreed that there were many, many, many interesting stories throughout this, Kate. To you, what was the most interesting story? Yeah, I mean, it follows the same thing I said earlier with um, just how everything fell apart, but also didn't fall apart when Walt passed um, and how they kind of had to make that choice to continue moving forward where they could have just kind of let all of it go um, since he was the brains of it. That's just the story that that I just found the most intriguing um, is how they persevered after Walt passed and after Roy passed um, any of those, those big heavy hitters. Um, but yeah, that was probably, cause again, much like all of you, I had already known a lot of these stories. This wasn't new news to me. Um, but I didn't know before my first time watching this, I didn't know uh, just how much it shook the whole company when Walt passed that there wasn't really a, uh, uh, an Iser or an Iger to like just step right up and take over the reins. Like it, it really was a, um, 
a transition. So that for me, that's, that's just yeah. the story that sticks out the most. And, what about you, and Pete? It, and if you really think back just in general, how, what, how little classic Disney came out of the seventies, you know, and early eighties mm-hmm. and end early eight. Well, till, till Eisner, no, till Eisner yeah. and Wells showed up. Yeah. yeah. The, but, but I'm just, I'm talking about like live action. I'm talking about, animated i'm talking about the park like there really wasn't much new in the parks in the 70s i mean yes space mountain and and i guess right big thunder mountain me california but but very very well when you think about those 10 years i mean that's it um it's kind of like the early 2000s too actually that's the same the same thing um but uh yeah i i don't know I, i i have a hard time picking one story i liked it best when they like spent a little time talking to some of the imagineers um i got a I got a big kick out of um seeing bob Gurr inside the matterhorn mm-hmm. and the legendary basketball court there uh i like that moment when they you know, the wall that I've, all the cast members signed and he's like i don't know if i should sign it <laughs> You did uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you built this. Um and uh you know I like stuff with Tony Tony Baxter seems like a really interesting guy so uh, and but I again they I don't know that they got in as depth with some of those but um uh I don't know I just it's hard for me to narrow it down to one but I I I think it was when they talk to the individual Imagineers and, and you got stories, I like this. And I always like the stories of the origination of the haunted mansion. Um, so that was, I think in episode two. And I really liked when they, they talk about the design and how, how really long it took to develop that because yeah. mm-hmm. that building was there for like eight years before, <laughs> before yeah. the ride opened. So, all right. What about you, Steve? What was your, what was most interesting to you? Um, I think my favorite, um, my favorite part was talking about the the sort of the four levels of you doing imagineering. So, and then you're in town, and then you're at the door, and then you're touching the door handle. Of just the detail that they put into attractions, um, it made me think of Big Thunder Mountain. Like when you're in the queue, and there's signs that if you see a red lantern, that means that they're blasting. And then when you're riding the ride, all the first first tunnels all have, have white lanterns. And then you get to the last one and all the lanterns are red. So how the, all the story sort of connects and these small little details if you're paying attention that they put into it. Um, just that sort of fascinating, the details that they go, that really makes, I think, the difference. I remember the first time I went to Universal after being to Disney so times, like, this is not Disney. And guess it was the level of details that they put into their, into their queues and their attractions. Gina, what would you say? So I really liked the Tokyo Disneyland stories about Tokyo is their own company. They just are using the Disney name. I had no idea about that. I knew, but I didn't understand why. So I got the why. Um, yeah, the money. And then I really, there was something else with the Tokyo, oh, Disney Sea. I thought that was hilarious. They had Disneyland and Sea. So that was a good one. And um, I think I just really enjoyed the Tokyo. Disneyland, Disney Sea stories. Those are my favorite because those are not ones that we hear all the time. And, you know, I live at Disneyland, so I can walk down Main Street and <laughs> see Disneyland's history right there. I live at Disneyland. You'll be there soon. Um, to me, I'm going to go along the lines of Pete. I love Bob Gore. I love the fact that he designed the Autopia cars, he designed the monorail. He designed the Matterhorn. I mean, just all of the different really in-depth, iconic rides and iconic looks were Bob Gore. Uh, one of the best stories that's not told in this is the fact that when Bob Gore designed his car and the Stingray came out that same year, they look almost identical and they had no connection to each other's design. So it, it's just one of those um, they weren't sure about the monorail, how it was going to look. And he had a design up on the wall and Walt says, can you make that? And we said, yeah. And like the first 10 seconds of the meeting, Walt says, 
Okay. Turns around and walks out. And that's how the monorail design got chosen. I mean, it's just some of those decisions of um, how, how Walt was very much a, this is what we're going to do. And it worked. 99% of it worked. We're not going to discuss the Disneyland circus, but um, <laughs> I love that circus. Yeah. We have to have a circus. It's losing so much money. We'll put the Mouseketeers in it. It's still losing so much money because no one wants to sit by a separate ticket and sit for 45 minutes at a circus at Disneyland. Oh, oh okay. I did it once. I liked it. <laughs> really? So, you did it once? Yeah. It was only around for like three, four months. I know. Remember, I live here. There's Bob oh, Gurr. okay. There's Bob Gurr. He lives oh. there. Didn't you know that? Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't realize she was uh, <laughs> alive when, in the 70s. <laughs> uh, since it was in the, since the one I'm thinking of was in the 50s. Oh, no, we did Disneyland. Okay, so there was a circus. Choose your words very carefully. No, no, there. no, 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 no there I did. Disneyland circus. There was a circus at Disneyland. They had acts that you would go into in 1980s it was one of their themes that they had for the year so we remember the year of a million dreams this was the year of disneyland circus and they'd have acts and the problem was the elephants were on main street making a huge mess they would dump all over main street yep interesting and they get in the tracks (laughs) you yeah that's i just remember the horses I don't think it was an elephant. I think it was a horse that they had in the Aladdin parade. And then they had actual pooper scoopers, but they also had Jafar with a pretend pooper scooper. And my mom's giving me a look right now. But anyway, sorry, Derek and Gina, you disappeared for a minute. So we did disappear for a little while. The biggest problem was the elephants walking down Main Street. And Uh, the second problem was the liability. They used to have these um, motorcycles going around in the cage mm -hmm. and they were afraid people were going to die because they were. Super yeah. unsafe. And because the, the original Disneyland Circus was only there from like October to January of that first year. Oh. So that's why I was going, oh. you weren't watching the circus in right. 1955. Yeah. Actually, yeah, they, they actually had a circus tent and everything. Yeah. It was it was in the Holiday Hill area. Oh, okay. So, which is now the Matterhorn. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Got it. Guys, we're going to go a little bit of blue sky thinking here. Real quick, 30-second elevator pitch. What or where should be the next park? Gina. All right. I know they're doing stuff here in the middle of America, but I still think it should be in Missouri. It should be in Marceline. They need to have a little Walt Main Street. The theme could be turn of the century. It could be his Marceline area. I've been there before. In, it's in um, Kansas City. And it's... No, it's like Northeast no, no. Missouri. No, I've been to Kansas City and they okay. had a whole thing with the um, cartoon. He had the cartoon. The cartoon studios, studios were there. there. Yeah. They could do a whole thing with that because it's so dilapidated. I think Middle America really could use a park. But we, Okay, but how big of a park would it be? However big that area. How big is that area? Not, I don't know. Not. No, it's not. No. It would be a walkthrough. But it, I really, that area is so dilapidated in Kansas okay. City, you could really bring some regentrification to that, to that neighborhood specifically. Okay. Um. I'm going to skip me for a second. Kate, what's your thought? Gina took mine. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, expand on it because it's not anywhere close to Kansas City. No, Marceline no, 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 no. I was going to say in Mars. I was going to say Marceline, Missouri. You do Marceline. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say in Marceline, Missouri, just, it doesn't have to be a full blown park, but to have a Disney walkthrough, whether it's a museum or or even like a like a half park where you might have a couple you'll have the train because he was so big on the train and you have the huge main street and you have the trolley show and you have um, a carousel and just bring that what Walt pictured in his mind. Um, that was kind of my because because there are so many there's so many Disney parks, so many places I was struggling to to think of where it would be good to have another one. Um, but uh, middle 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 America um, in Marceline, and I, I mean I'm I'm privy to Missouri, like I'm partial. So, but yeah, that's me, Pete. What do you think? 
Oh, definitely. They should have one in Buffalo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Niagara Falls on the falls. On the yeah, right on the falls. <laughs> the falls, right? The the Barren Island. Island. Yeah. We're right in the. I'm right in the middle of the Niagara River, right here. <laughs> Plenty of land. Um. No, I th- I think uh, if you ever see the story, um, look it up on YouTube about uh, Disney's America that was planned for. Virginia, I guess Virginia. it was, or Maryland. I, I forget exactly yeah, where Manassas it was. Area, right near the Manassas battleground in Virginia. Yeah, and I know they had a lot of issues and it never happened or anything like that, but they they planned it out. There was like detail, detail. It's kind of interesting because it's very different from everywhere else because yeah. it's very much American history. Um, I, 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 I kind of wish they'd revisit that. Um, I know they have a tendency to go back and do things again. So I don't know if that's something they could reconsider, maybe not putting it right next to a you know, actual civil war. Monument. Yeah. Capital, yeah. Um, but um, that or, um, but I don't like, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, we don't need a fifth park in Florida. There's already enough parks. No. They just, they just no. need to keep agreed. You know, they need to keep going with uh, expanding those parks, but I don't think we need a, I don't think we need a fifth gate. So I, I don't want to go there. Um, but other than that, I can't really think of where else uh, that, that we would need one, but I, uh, that, that concept of Disney's America and whether it's there or somewhere else, I think that would be a cool idea. So Steve. Not sure if Steve can hear us. I don't know if Steve can oh, hear us or not. Now I can hear you. Okay. Um, I would say it comes to mind is a villain's park. I don't know where, but I, the villains are so much loved. It'd be a villain's park or something that resembles Tokyo Disney Sea here mm. in the United States. I mean, that's hopefully next year, but I guess everyone I've heard that's gone there raves about it. So those would be my two. So probably Disney see some version of that somewhere here. I don't know where, or our villains park. Ooh, so back to you, Derek. You could do the villains park in Louisiana. Ooh, with that bayou, <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Ooh, with, if you thought Disney had a trouble getting rid of the mosquitoes in Florida, how about the mosquitoes <laughs> and the Cajuns in Louisiana? Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> um, my initial response was third gate here in California is Disney sea. That was, that's where it was originally going to be was on, in long beach yeah. and long beach said, basically, no, you can't do it. Um, because what they want to do is they wanted to do like they did in Hong Kong and all these other places where they used landfill. Basically they created land out of the ocean. And if that had gotten approved, you would probably see Disney Sea here in California in Los Angeles. Um, some people would say the Westcott initial thing, which was basically they were going to do a world showcase and all that stuff. That was going to be the original second park here in Anaheim was uh, basically new Epcot. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that though, because I, you know, I don't mind some duplicate rides on both coasts, but, we don't need the parks to be exactly the same on both coasts. So yeah, I I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, I think the next area that they're going to try and flush out is expanding on the islands that they're doing with the cruise line and put attractions on those islands. Um, so those are a full day stopover where there is no place but Disney to spend your money to compete with um, Royal because Royal has that right. Royal has the park like a water slide park or whatever. Um, yeah. But the issue with that first hurricane, you get wipe coming through there. The entire island's gone. So that's one that's one thing holding against it. But I I would agree. I think don't copy Disney Sea. And you can't, especially with the volcano in the middle, they can't really do Disney Sea now in Florida because A, they've got two water parks anyway. And Volcano Bay. B, they, there's Volcano Bay. So you can't really do it there. Um, 
I would not do a volcano here. I would do I mean, something else. Honestly, throw some Blizzard Beach and like do like this with the Sierra Nevada t- bobsledding stuff coming down. I don't know. But I think it's got to be somewhere warm because as picturesque as Marceline is in the summer, in the summer, <laughs> it's not in February. So, but think about Marceline. Did you know there is an actual layout of the original Autopia in Mars? Now, there's no cars, but they've got the concrete layout of the original Autopia in oh, Marceline. So, okay. So this was, as I said, we all really enjoy this, but time to put numbers to it. Time to put our money where our mouth is. Kate, number of Pixie Ducks out of five on the entire series. I give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Having, having rewatched it, um, the rewatchability isn't quite as high as I would have thought, but I'll give it a four also. I'm going with four and a half. Um, I'm going to go that if you are not a huge Disney history, no, you don't know a lot of Disney history. It's probably a five. If you know a lot of Disney history and that's ultimately where I land, it's a four. As I said, a one-time watch is great. The second or third time, especially some of the, some of the later episodes, lose you a little bit so i'm gonna go for but overall guys great series definitely worth a watch definitely worth your time um it was one of the first series that was on disney plus as like when this it came out that was one of the first series that was released i don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon as i said uh, leslie iworks wrote a companion book to it steve has it i've got it also <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, to me, Steve, it follows a little bit of the same problems as the store, as the show. show of yes, she can go more into detail. She still doesn't yes. dive deep enough on some of that stuff. Yeah, I so, agree. So, um, okay. The other thing we watched this week was we are now at the halfway point of Marvel's latest creation. Secret Invasion. We we're now through episode three. Um, Samuel Jackson has a wife who is a scroll who we think, based on the last scene, is not on his side. We have we are pretty all sh- all pretty sure that uh, Rhodey is a scroll at the moment. Um, Gaia, uh, Thalos's daughter, was killed. There's a big problem with that that I will mention here in just a minute. <laughs> um, but and then she was killed because she was it was basically a mole hunt where they set up something knowing that they were trying to get out who their informant was. We also have they are creating super scrolls um, using this machine that looks like, I don't know something from a 1990s rate rave party or something like that has. <laughs> um, well, and they've, they've created them because um, Gravik yeah. heals himself with extremist powers. So yes. he's, he's definitely right. already a super scroll. Yes. Um, the problem with killing Gaia is if you watched any of the previews <laughs> and any of the trailers, that character comes back in like two other big, big scenes. Right. So, and to me, that brings up the point of, okay, does the person they are inhabiting die when they die or do they no. get cut loose? Well, but guy is not inhabiting somebody. That's just her. That's just her car. But that's she happens her, to look yeah. a whole lot like a shield agent of the same because that character was in, and you guys are going to have to help me out, but she was in one of the things as a shield agent and a half mutant. So that's also where Emily Clark was in something else. Yes. I don't think so. But, I don't uh, think so. I, 
I, I totally agree with you. She's not dead. When um, Col- when Colby Smolders died, she was all over the press saying, yeah, we kept it a secret. I can't believe people didn't know I died. And then they kill this character and nothing. Radio so, silence. Yeah. So she's not she's not dead. I don't think so. But yeah, um, totally agree with you. So anyway, but so guys, we're halfway through this. Kate, I kind of know, but I'm going to go with Steve on the, or Pete on this one because he's the one who's holding out hope the most, I think, at this point. I, I'm not are really at this see, point, but are yeah. You to see the, are you wanting to see the second half of this? I mean, I'm going to keep watching it. I'm, you know, although I haven't watched through in order everything like Kate has, as she lets us know frequently. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I, I have seen all the MCU f- movies and stuff. I, so I'm not hating it so much. Like She-Hulk was way worse than this. So if I can get through She-Hulk, I can get through three more episodes of this. It's not grabbing me. I'm trying to find a way to feel into this show. And I, I just don't. And I really do like most marvels minimum like most marvel stuff i even kind of like quantum mania uh when i just finally watched it this past week um but uh and and as a side note we will not be watching that as a plus platoon you don't no to. you don't no, need we to. don't we don't need to um but uh i don't know it's i do want to point out one thing that i that i saw online i mean obviously a lot of stuff going on are there two Nick Furies? Because you see him sometimes he has his glasses on, which are his little scanny glasses, because they showed in one scene he was using them to scan. And then in other scenes, you have no glasses, Nick Fury in different scenes. Right. Do we actually have two Nick Furies even possibly working said, together? I have said that since like early, like way, way, way back. Yeah, you did. Is yeah. where is really Nick Fury? Is Nick Fury still in space? Is Nick Fury on the ground in some well, of these you, other things? Yeah, you so. you said is you, you said is this really Nick Fury? What no, I'm, I'm saying is like, like months ago, yeah. and Gina can back me up. Yeah, yeah I is, do remember. Is the real Nick Fury who we think it is? Mm-hmm. Well, so right, but what I'm saying is one of those is the real Nick Fury, and one of them is not. So I'm I'm saying we're seeing two Nick Furies in this show. Okay. Or I'm wondering if we're seeing like someone else is working with Nick. And, and I, I'm assuming based on what we're seeing that that, that person is also a good guy. Are we seeing two people, one, the real Nick Fury and one, a Nick Fury that is a scroll. So it's a little different from what you said there. I, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally admit Derek, you said, is this really Nick Fury? Has it been Nick Fury all at all? I'm I'm saying Nick Fury is there, but there's another person that's also being Nick Fury. I hadn't thought about that. I I that hadn't crossed my mind about Nick Fury also being a scroll. One yeah. of the Nick Fury is also being yeah. a scroll. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. But pay attention. There's like scenes where he has the glasses on, and then the next scene he'll show up somewhere else and not have the glasses on. Then the next scene he shows up, he has the glasses on again. So. Anyways, Steve, what do you what do you think about the show? Have you as it interest you at all? Um, I, I like it. Um, I'll, I'll watch the other episodes, but I'm like I'm not like dying, waiting like anxiously for the next episode. So I'll, I'll throw yeah. it out. I mean, I am intrigued when I'm watching it, but I'm not like loving it. Okay, Gina, Gina what would you say? Uh, okay, so. I am not a fan of this show at all. I, I watched the first episode and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to watch the rest. So I wanted it to be better, but I just am not feeling it. And maybe if I keep slogging through, it could be like, it could be like Clone Wars where at the end I'm really happy. I don't know. But um, also I wanted to say that the gal who plays Gaia played Kira on Solo. That's why I recognize well, her. Yes. And what, and what I'm seeing, what I had seen was a lot of people are thinking that her actual character is going to be Abigail Brand, who is a who is a sword agent in charge of extraterrestrials on Earth. So that's the direction I think. That's where I was getting that other. She, she has not appeared yet, but she will. But that's who they think she will end up probably being. 
yeah. tape, anything. You didn't right, win your so mic. I don't dislike this show as much as some of you do. I it's I feel like there's gonna be a big plot twist. I feel like we've probably already at the end of out. this coming episode because it's always episode at the end of episode four. It is episode four. I feel like we've probably already called out what the big plot twist is, but I still have a little bit of hope for this show. I I'm not I haven't totally written it off. I feel like there are so much worse. There have been just so much worse. So Nothing I'm holding out hope. Eternal. We'll see. <laughs> Eternals yeah. is the worst. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> so I said we've got three more weeks of this, and then we will be on to something else. We've got uh, Loki coming in October. We've got Echo coming all at once at the end of November. That that doesn't bode well. No, dropping it all at once. No, it does not bode well at all. So, Kate, what do we got for the Disney Plus news this week? Disney Plus news. We only have two things on the Disney Plus news. Uh, first of all, Disney announced a company-wide celebration coming on October 16th to celebrate the first release from Walt Disney, Alice's Wonderland. Stay tuned for what this means for Disney Plus. Yeah. So, you know, it's the Disney 100. How they're doing that is October 16th, 1923 is when the first Alice comedy, Alice's Wonderland, produced by Walt Disney, debuted. Um, yes, he had some of the, Os- the Oswald stuff was before that, I believe, but he that wasn't his own production. Alice was his stuff. So that's where they're doing that. They've talked about how stay tuned to Disney Plus, stay tuned in the parks. There's going to be all sorts of neat stuff. I wonder if that's not going to be this year's Disney Plus day. So we'll see. We'll see. Kate, what else we got? And last but certainly not least, uh, the full trailer for Ahsoka has been released. The show comes out on August 23rd. The show will premiere with two episodes the first week. And that's it. Oh, I'm so excited. I cried. Pete posted the trailer. I watched it on my phone. I watched it on the big TV. I watched it on the little TV. I made Brandon watch it. I'm so excited. You need to watch Rebels. You need to watch Rebels. That's my takeaway. And Pete is coming out and Gina will kind of tag team with him on this of must watch Rebels episodes. We're going to keep it under 10. Right, guys? We're going to. Well, it might be 12. Well, I- I did nine through. But you have if, to do season four. All of it? Yeah. No. no, you don't have no. to do all of it. I haven't. I, I I've been rewatching, and I'm only part way through season three. So I I think I put eleven episodes through most of right season now. three, There's but two optional. Right so if you take if yeah. you take the two optional ones away, yeah, said those are like Darth Vader centric. So if you really yeah. like Darth Vader, I think um, season four there's going to be three or four episodes. I, 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 unfortunately, yeah, I think season yeah. four, I'm going to so have to do have, like four or five episodes. So you're going to have like season four. 12 or 13 episodes to watch. And they're what, yeah. 20 minutes each? Yeah, yeah. Because it, yeah. it was on TV, so it's fine. Okay. But I haven't, we haven't gotten through season four yet, so I'm a little hesitant to say which ones are really necessary. Yeah. But there's but probably I, four. I, I was going to say, at some point, I don't know if you want to do a, as a group, watch we, that, we probably some of those will. episodes. Yeah. We will. You know. So. But, um, but yeah. watching it, there's a lot in there that explains not just Ahsoka, sets up Ahsoka, but like the last season of Mandalorian, you learn about some stuff. The some of the stuff from Obi Wan, you kind of get a little yeah. more detail of. So, um, you know, it's the it, solo. It's, a, it's a good series, boy. Really yeah, the is. solo movie, you get some yeah. stuff. Um, no, it's good. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited. We're gonna. We're going to do a little review also because it's so good. And we're super excited for Ahsoka. Yeah. Gina and I are Next, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You and Gina are. I'm optimistic, but we were let down with season three of Mandalorian and we were really let down with Boba Fett. So. But you get Sabine. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I need to watch Thrawn. Thrawn. The Sabine Sabine women. So they get kidnapped and they fall in love. Oh, wait, that's seven brides. Never mind. Um, You get Thrawn, and it's from the books. The first scene is like from the books. So I'm happy they did that. Anyway. Sure. (laughs) Because there's not enough Star Wars out there. Now we've got libraries to go check out. So it's it's almost getting as bad as Marvel. (laughs) So. 
Um, you don't need to read any week. books. We're not recommending any books. No, I'm just saying if you no. need to. Yeah. But those are good okay. books. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. Um, a couple weeks ago, there was a Stan Lee documentary that came out. It's all about the man and his contributions to basically how Marvel started. Um, Steve has watched it. Steve said it was worth a watch. So we are going to pull it up for next week. Uh, so it will be that in Secret Invasion Episode 4, which in theory is going to have a big twist because it's always Episode 4 out of 6. So uh, we can only hope there's a big twist. A um, couple things coming up after that. We, uh, we've we got Avatar 2, 2 coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, Star Wars Vision Season 2 is going to get a look. Uh, the All those Disney cartoons that they are re-releasing in batches. We're going to cover it. In, they're doing it in four batches. We're going to go after the first half and after the second half. Um, there's some great cartoons in there. Um, and then we've got, you know, we're into August. We've got Ahsoka and we're rolling on. But come September, we don't have a lot yet. So if you have suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Love, would love your suggestions. We'd love to have you on the show. And, you know, Get on and tell us how wrong we are about everything. But you got to be mountain. I haven't, I've, I haven't been told that very much lately because you've been scoring high. I've been well, and <laughs> Marvel's been terrible lately. So yeah, we've <laughs> we've all been agreeing with you on Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so as we have new episodes coming out every Thursday on YouTube and all the major podcasting services for Kate, Pete, Steve, and Gina. We will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.